Hello, welcome to the Monday, October 24th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. And of course, we have to start today with the denial of service attack against Dyne from Friday. Last Friday, Dyne was under a massive denial of service attack that had some widespread repercussions, in particular customers of Dyne that were not reachable because Dyne wasn't able to resolve their host names. Some of the names were Twitter, Netflix, Spotify, but the list goes on. There are thousands of uh, sites, thousands of companies that were affected by this outage. It has been widely acknowledged that uh, this attack was yet another event that was uh, precipitated by the Mirai botnet. We talked about this uh, before and uh, Dyne is talking about tens of millions of IP addresses that participated in the attack. That sounds a little bit large. Uh, my current guess is that the Mirai botnet is more around a million hosts. Now, typically attacks uh, that come from Mirai are not spoofed. It's possible that there were other botnets that contributed to the attack as well. So it wasn't just uh, Mirai. But then again, if you experience a very large attack like this, sometimes uh, monitors and such don't work correctly. So it could just be an artifact in how the data is collected that they came up with that big number. Regardless, it was a very big attack. We have seen, for example, with the Brian Krebs attack, uh, what uh, this botnet is capable of. Eventually, Dyne was able uh, to limit the impact of the attack, and it sounds like at this point that the attack has stopped. But what this really means for the future is the Mirai botnet is still out there. ISPs are working on sort of disrupting the command control channel, but it's just a matter of time at this point that whoever is in control of that botnet is redirecting it uh, to a different target. And while there are plenty of uh, rumors and also a couple of people that try to take credit uh, for the Mirai botnet, at this point, it's totally open who is behind that botnet and why they launched an attack against Dyne, other than that they were trying to sort of demonstrate the power of uh, this particular botnet. Since this was such a big news event, we put together a little presentation that you can feel free to borrow if you're being asked to present to your boss, to your team about what happened on Friday. We put together a couple slides, about sort of 15 minutes of a presentation and you can use these slides in your own presentation, modify it or add your own material, whatever works for you. And we had a couple of people ask uh, why we didn't go to yellow or even to orange in our Infocon level. Tell you the truth, the event just didn't really fit sort of into our rubric that we sort of have set up for uh, our Infocon. In hindsight, we probably should have gone to yellow and uh, we'll uh, rework uh, the rubric and discuss this internally. If you have any feedback uh, in the past, uh, we usually went to yellow if there was a particular action we would like people to take. Problem here is that there wasn't really anything that you could do about it. If you listen to this podcast, if you uh, 
go to our website. If you heard the term Infocon before, then probably you're not running these devices that are exposed uh, to the internet. If you want to test, if you want to check, uh, see if you have any outbound port 23 traffic from your network, uh, if you have an infected device, you should see hundreds of uh, connections coming from that device. So it should be pretty easy to spot. And well, port 23 should really be blocked on your perimeter. But well, that wasn't the only interesting thing happening on Friday and over the weekend. Uh, we also got some interesting packets to port 4786 that potentially are going to exploit a just recently patched vulnerability in Cisco iOS uh, CVE 2016-6385. This is a memory leak and denial of service vulnerability, but well, talking about denial of service vulnerabilities or denial of service attacks, what better way to trigger them than to shut down a company's routers. So if you do see any interesting packets on this port let us know it looks like uh, someone may be building a target list uh, there already by scanning for this particular tcp port and we got an update for the dirty cow vulnerability that was uh, the privilege escalation vulnerability that became known last week there are now some proof of concept exploits available on the dirty cow uh, github uh, site so probably just a time until we actually see this sort of being more weaponized and something like metasploit but remember it's still only a privilege escalation vulnerability so sky isn't falling yet the patch as the kernel updates are being released I've seen uh, some patches for this uh, come across uh, for Ubuntu. Haven't seen anything yet for Red Hat or CentOS, uh, but uh, double check, I may have uh, missed uh, that particular update. And well, the Internet Storm Center, of course, is part of the SANS Technology Institute, our graduate school, and we start actually something new here and that's a professional lecture series. We have the first one coming up uh, tonight on Monday. It will start at 7 p.m. and Benjamin Wright will be speaking about the data privacy laws in Europe and how they affect companies in the US that work with Europe. I know Ben personally, and uh, it's really a rare treat uh, to have him speak. He's one of the few lawyers that actually really sort of understand a lot of the technical complexities when it comes uh, to these issues, as well, of course, as the legal side of it. So if you're interested in listening in on this, uh, please just uh, send an email to info at sans.edu so they can get you registered again it's at 7 p.m eastern via go to webinars so you can listen to this from the comfort of your home well uh, that's it for today so thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow bye